All right, happy Tuesday. A little bonus action for you guys from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Give the gift of time during the month of February. Call in and book a residential cleaning for someone you love and get 14% off when you call in to 403-274-3998. Mention you are phoning about the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Valentine's promotion. Uh, yesterday, Tyler Foley gets traded to the Calgary Flames. Um, went on twitch.tv slash primetimepk immediately after the trade went down to give all of my thoughts. Chatted with a few people uh, on there as well. So it was a, a good time had by all. And I don't want you to miss out. So here is that uh, live stream and a little bonus content for you here on Couch Potato Diary. All right, so the trade has happened. It's been talked about for a bit, and now it is official. Tyler Foley is a member of the Calgary Flames. Uh, the trade going down just a few moments ago. It is... Man, a lot of people tweeting about this. I thought I had... Uh, okay, uh, the Flames get Tyler Toffoli from the Habs for a top 10 protected 2022 first round pick, a 2024 fifth round pick, which I'm sure was the deal breaker, and Tyler Pitlick and prospect Emil Heinemann. Uh, the Calgary Flames do not need Montreal to retain any salary, as Pitlick was the salary, so salary cap wise, she works. And yeah, the Flames get uh, secondary scoring that they so desperately desire. And I, uh, I I think this is a home run trade for the Flames. I really, really do. I, I sent the message out on Twitter. Um, just like, how do you think that this lineup will look? This seems to be the consensus for now anyway. Uh, so that's what we're going to, to start with on this kind of simulation. But yeah, come in. Give me your thoughts on the trade. Let's see. Um, yeah, let's see how this goes. So this is, I, I floated out there, do you break up that top line? A lot of people, to varying degrees of aggressiveness, uh, didn't think that that should be the thing. Uh, so Gaudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk should stay. Manjapani, along with Backlund and Coleman, that seems to be a line that's working out pretty well. This, I, I, I was wondering if Zubay was going to be part of the deal. Uh, so now that he is not, I am seeing... Uh, this this seems to be the best solution. If you wanted to break up this top line and put Toffoli with one of those guys, it is fine. But he is someone who is better than Monaghan at creating his own shot and creating his own opportunity. So he doesn't necessarily need one of those top playmakers out there with him. So this is probably what I would end up doing, assuming no other moves can be made. Because uh, I still... Hmm. Um, but overall... You look at this lineup, as it is currently situated, this looks like a very good hockey team, doesn't it? Like, you just, to, to see it all kind of stacked up there, uh, it, it's so good. My cat wants to come in and, and get a better look. Um, hi, Bailey. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, th this, this looks like a very good hockey team. And this is the move that this team has needed to make for a long time, and they have now made that move. Tyler DeFoley is a member of the Calgary Flames. First round pick, maybe a touch high, but you get this guy for a couple of years. We will talk about what that means for this team going forward 
later. Right now, this is the team that is in win-now mode. They are the hottest team in the National Hockey League that doesn't reside in Denver, Colorado. And I, I think you, from a, a, a Flames fan standpoint, I think you have to be thrilled with what this team has done. To go out there, be aggressive, and get that guy. Also, Ben Sherratt's not part of a deal, which I, I think is a win. I think this is a home run for the Flames. I think this is a fantastic move for the team and a move that they desperately, desperately needed to make. Uh, and already, Toxic Predator. I'm assuming the oh my god isn't, uh, oh my god, I can't believe they did this. What an awful move. I, I am assuming that in the chat there is uh, a, a positive exclamation of uh, belief in this deal as the Flames go out and get that secondary scoring that they needed. Uh, yeah, I again, I can't stress enough. I can't stress enough how much I like this deal from a, a Calgary Flames perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just went off of the lines today. We could probably get Richie out of the, the lineup on here, but no, you're right. R Richie, Richie doesn't have to be a part of things anymore. I the, the thing that I a couple of things that I like about this trade. One, I just like to fully as a player. Like, just I I am a fan. Also. The talk about Dubé being involved in the trade at some points. I understand it because he has struggled, but I, 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 I didn't like taking away from the starting lineup to add to the starting lineup. And the fact that, with all due respect to, to Pitlick, you're, you're not giving up anything major from the main roster to make this move that you are just simply adding, I think, again, gigantic win for the Flames. Um, and now because of that, like we, you address the, the scoring depth issue and now it's one less again with all due respect one less not really an NHL player that you have to play in your starting lineup and it's a guy also who is familiar with Daryl Sutter it's a guy who is familiar with some players on this team a lot of people in the last couple of days noting the with Daryl Sutter because they won a Stanley Cup oh yeah I think that this is I, I, I cannot stress enough how much of a home run I think that this move is from a, a Calgary Flames perspective. And now I'm interested to see, uh, it's it's funny, you go out and make a, I don't want to say franchise-altering move, but you go out and make a very big move, and my next thought is, okay, so what's next? Uh, <laughs> because I, I still think this is a, a team that needs a bit of help on the blue line, and I, I still think this is an organization that might want to uh, address a little bit more when it comes to, to forward depth. Obviously, this is their big move. Um, I don't think you're going to go out and get anything anything better than this at the deadline or in deadline season. But this is this is a major, major move. And yeah, to, to the point there, you don't have to give up any major prospects either. Like, apparently Heinemann, and, and I don't even know if I'm saying that right, Heinemann is the one that um, had Montreal all hot and bothered. But I don't, I, I really don't think that he is someone who is viewed in the Flames organization as a, a major player or a, a major loss. I'm sure when he was asked to be included by Montreal in the deal, like, uh, True Loving had to go over to a scout, like, hey, we, we have this guy, right? He's, he's ours. That's, we, we saw him. Okay, yeah, sure, we'll throw him in, of course. So, yeah, you don't have to touch the prospects to make this move. Um, just a, a, a great, great, great trade, I, I think, for the Flames. I, I cannot stress enough how how much I like this trade for Calgary. And now, when you look at how they sit in the, the Western Conference, and I guess specifically in the Pacific Division, because you have to kind of win your division first if you're going to 
I mean, not win your division, but do well in your division first, and then kind of worry about the rest later. Hi, Bailey. I don't know. Camera can't catch her. There's a bit of cat in the camera. Um, but you look at it right now. They're currently sitting second. I still, with the addition of Jack Eichel, I still don't know if this puts the Flames in that kind of air. But at least I, I think you can be a touch competitive with Vegas. Like you're closer to Vegas now than you were an hour ago. Um, I, I think it. Like, firmly plants this team as number two in the Pacific Division. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this firmly puts them number two in the, the Pacific Division. I, I think it really widens the gap between teams like them and Anaheim and the Kings um, and the, the Canucks who were coming on strong and get bailed out by their goalie the other night. But I, in, in looking at the rest of the Western Conference... While I appreciate what Minnesota has been able to do the last couple of years, I, I think I like the Flames better than Minnesota now. I don't like them as much as Colorado. That that much is, I think, pretty clear to me. Um, that they're not Colorado, but they're better than Nashville. Like, I think the only teams you can 100% say right now in the West are better than the Flames is Colorado and Vegas. Aside from that... I'm willing to hear any argument you got, like for a Minnesota or anyone like that, but it's Colorado in Vegas, and then I think you have to put the, the Flames kind of right there. And yeah, to your point, they, they still have two seconds that they can use if they want to go out, address the blue line. Don't get Ben Sherratt. For sure don't get Ben Sherratt. Um, but you, you have things you can do to address what, what I still think is a bit of a, a weakness on that blue line. And... If you want to add, I, I I would like to for the Flames to add another forward bit of scoring, but again, not in the Tyler DeFoley realm. The issue is now you're working in the rental market because you cannot. I mean, and salary cap wise, it's quite difficult to to make any more big additions at least to what the Calgary Flames have. But th this is again, this is an exciting move. This is a very very exciting move for the Flames. Just a couple other Flames things here while we're reacting to Calgary stuff today. How good has Rajichka been? I have loved this kid. Um, and he, like, we, we talk about adding depth to this team. And maybe the depth moves come in the back part of the season where you bring in a couple of the kids from the A to, to replace some of the other players that, that have been going out on that fourth line. Because I think there are, there's more than just Rizichka who is in Stockton who can add to the, the bottom four, or yeah, to the bottom six for this Flames squad, and and maybe have the same impact as Rizichka, because that, you, you have a couple guys down there who you can at least help along, and can at least have an impact and can be better than what's been going on on that fourth line. And I know that they don't want to bring up some young kids just to play them 10 minutes a night, but this is, this is a signal that you are going for. And so in my estimation the best player the best 12 players should play every night um, and the best 12 players in not just on the NHL roster but the best 12 players in the organization should play on a night in night out and you can't tell me that some of those players don't reside in the American Hockey League but obviously the big move, or the, the big talking point is Tyler Toffoli now to the 
Calgary Flames. For Montreal, this is like everything is everything's for sale. I think. I, well, not everything. Like Cole Caulfield. Um, they get a first round pick. It's top ten protected. Like I don't know how. For Montreal, I don't know how I'm feeling about this. Like. You get a first-round pick, so you can say, hey, we got a first-round pick. That's great. Odds are it's going to be, like, it's not going to be, it's probably going to be in the 20s, is what I'm saying. And we've seen with this Calgary team, there's not always a lot there in the 20s with the with the, the draft picks. So I, I think that, um, I think Montreal, I'm just surprised that Montreal made this move. It works out for the Flames. But I just, I don't see like a, okay, this is something we can be excited about. This is a four quarters trying to equal a dollar sort of a move. And I don't think you can do that with one of your biggest trade chips. Now, maybe someone overpays for a uh, for a Ben Sherratt. People seem to like those kind of defensemen still for some reason. But maybe, so maybe you offset it a little bit. But for like one of the big moves Montreal has to make to kind of kickstart whatever they're looking to kickstart, I don't. I don't love this from a, a Montreal standpoint, which is maybe why I like it so much from a, a, a Calgary Flames standpoint. But yeah, like Rizicka. He's made, he has made a world of difference on that first line. Now, I will say, like, when trying to figure out what Daryl is going to do, I have not been in lockstep with Daryl on, like, any move that I thought he was going to make. So I will be interested to see how he kind of maneuvers this team and how he puts it all together. Because I, I wouldn't have done the move that he made with Monaghan. And to his credit, like, it's worked out for the rest of the lines. I, I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger on um, Goudreau with Kachuk and Lindholm. So to, to just think now, oh, well, he's definitely just going to do this. Like, it seems like the obvious thing, but if he's out there with, like, Ruzicka and Lucic in night one, I don't know if I'm going to be, like, that surprised about it, you know? Yes, that is true, too. Yeah, that's another point of this, is that th this team... Like, basically, since getting rid of Aginla, uh, this team has been looking for uh, a right shot, anything, whether it be defenseman, whether it be forward, just anyone who can shoot this way, they are looking for, and they um, and they get it down with, with Shafoli. I, I, there's a lot of times, oh, game misconduct, really. Um, there's a lot of times where I think fan bases can get too excited about their guys and can get too excited about, like, a move at the deadline. Um, you know, like, wait, we got Gustafson? Well, look out, Stanley Cup. May as well just start carving our name into it now. People can get a little bit crazy about these sorts of things. But I think, from a fan standpoint today, Flames fans have every right to be as excited as they want to be. This is a home run move from a team that seemed perfectly positioned to try to make such a decision. And I think it's, I, I think it's going to work out. And... Just think of the boost this is going to give that locker room now. And the the boost it's going to give these guys where we know we are playing well, we know things are going well, and now 
we sh we see we have the faith of the front office who's going to be able to or who has gone out there and acquired someone a didn't take away from anyone in this group anyone in this room that we had right now they didn't take away from it they believed in us that much and they have now added someone who is a presence you look at the the impact he has had in his last two stops whether it be um whether it be um why am i blanking canucks jesus Apparently need to finish my coffee here. Um, but wh whether it be his impact that he had with the Canucks when when he went there, the impact that he's had on Montreal when he went there, the, the, the teams that he goes to get better immediately. And yeah, Dylan, you have every right to be so pumped. I, I am like, I, I said it before. I don't know if, if you were watching for those who are just tuning in. At this point, with this roster, the, the way it is for the Flames, I think the only teams... The only teams you can say are definitely better than the Flames right now is Colorado and Vegas. After that, I think the Flames are at the, the head of the table of the conversation for the third best team in... Um, and you still favor Colorado, for sure. You have guys who have done it at the highest level in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That This is, like, it just, it checks so many boxes. So yeah, Flames fans... Dylan, Mac, all of you guys, Toxic, all in the uh, all in the chat, get excited because this is this is uh, a really exciting move from a, a Calgary Flames perspective. Also, thank you to the uh, the first time chatters for for chiming in. Greatly appreciate it. One of the things that I found a little bit lacking uh, going from live radio stuff to podcasting is these types of like live reaction things. So really enjoy doing the uh, the, the Twitch streams. And then if you, oh, damn. if you miss any of this, you're going to be posting it up as a podcast on Couch Potato Diary later. I was literally in the process of recording the regular Monday episode, talking Super Bowl, talking about the UFC fights, and then the Flames go out and make a, a franchise-altering move. And so we, we had to hop on here and chat with you lovely folks about it today. So keep the and keep for a while here still from a, a Flames perspective. The one little, I, I don't even want to say problem because I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I think we all know what the solution is to this issue that I'm about to bring up. This team has a couple of big moves to make this offseason. And Tyler Foley's contract, while a very valuable player and I think actually a good contract given what this player can provide to a team and to an organization um, seems to financially hinder some of the options that they may have when looking at trying to make some moves and keeping around the guys that they have this upcoming offseason and so that's the only that's why I'm like 99% on this trade instead of 100% on this trade now the, the way you counter that is by trading Sean Monaghan and to be fair, I do not think you do that now. Um, that, that, that is an off-season move. That is just send send out a feeler to every team in the league, like you can do on this game. Um, just put Sean Monaghan, find trade, find the best one and the, the and cheapest one, and just do it. At that point, the, the, the salary cap space is the most valuable. This I don't think you make that move in season this year. Um, I just think that is too much of a shift in a, a locker room that is trying to, to make a push towards some big things going into to May and 
God willing for Flames fans, into June as well. So I, I, I think that's kind of the, the quick and easy fix for anything that the Flames will have to do this upcoming offseason. But th this is definitely now a time and definitely a team that is worrying about the offseason. In the offseason, I'm focusing on the here and now for Calgary. You're right, Toxic. Like, it just, it, it just checks so many boxes for this team. And it just... It's just, it's so, it's such a boost, I think, to, to this club. I can't imagine what it's like going into that locker room now, today, with this, with this move. And the, the, the belief that this team must now have. Like, we went through it, um, pregame on here. How, how good does that roster look? If you keep that top line together, and by the way, I think you should. I know I floated that out there as something do as a potential option because I just think everything's on the table right now because you now have another quality forward that you can throw out there. This is this went from being a Flames team a couple of seasons ago that had four top six forwards to one that has eight. So I think there's some flexibility. If things start to falter, maybe you break things up a little bit, but right now you have one of the best lines in the National Hockey League. So I don't think you break up that top line. And now you have, like, three lines that you feel like you can trust in a, a very, very big way. Um, yeah, he was he was such a major part of what Montreal did. And, um, like, I, I pay particularly close attention to the, the Vancouver Canucks. And he was a, a major change there. And when he didn't re-sign with Vancouver, that was a huge loss for for the Canucks. And you, you see how, how things have gone. Like, he was, he was monstrous and a great addition to, to Vancouver. And I, I think he's going to be able to help out some young guys like Dylan Dubé now, who I would put to fully out there with. Um, I just, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. And to, to Toxic's point here in the chat, you don't, like, you don't know what Johnny's going to do next year. Even if you can offer him all the money in the world, um, you don't know what he wants to do. And A, this is now a, a good show by the organization to say, hey, look, we are all in on you. Like, we, we trust this team. We think we can win with this group. We hope you can win too. And now we are showing you that we are going to be aggressive in going out and making this team better and building around you. So I think that is a good message to send Jonathan Hockey as well. But no, you're, you're right, Toxic. Like, just go out and try to um, try to make this team as good as possible because you don't know what next season is, is, is going to bring. So don't worry about it yet. <laughs> that's that's a, a, maybe not the best way to, to go about things in life. Like, maybe do a bit of forward planning and a bit of, okay, well, can we adjust here? But for right now in hockey, yeah, just go for it. Just do it. And, and let next year worry about next year. That's future use problem, right? Hopefully their penalty kill is better than the one I'm playing with right now, because I'm doing terribly. Oh, wow. There we go. Killed the penalty and scored right away. Uh, Dylan, it could be one of the, uh, a situation like that, where, like, and even if he doesn't know those guys are gone, it's still insurance in case one of those guys go. And I'm, I'm, um, honestly, I'm with, with Renegade here. Uh, what's going on, Renegade? Um, I, I'm with him. I, I, I think that the Flames would be the favorites to keep both those guys. I know that they're Americans and they, they have other places that they want to play, but, I mean, 
Just because John Tavares wore Leafs pajamas and ended up signing with the Leafs does not mean that everyone now goes back to their hometown team. We have seen this time and time again where that narrative just doesn't always work out. Like, this is... It's a sport where, like, A, you travel a lot, and B, you get summers off, so you can go live wherever you want during the summer and train wherever you want during the summer. Like, it's not... You don't have to be in Calgary 365 days a year. Although, I mean, I, as someone who has lived here now for over a decade, I will say one of the top selling points of this city is that summers here are pretty sweet. So maybe that's not the best argument, but I just, I, I feel like the the narrative that has been spun by people for a long time about Johnny Gaudreau wanting to leave, I, I, I just, I don't know if I buy it all the way. Um, but if, if they are to stay around, um, or if one of them is to leave, or, like, just worst case scenario, if both of them are to leave, then you have Tyler Tofolia's insurance for another year, and, like, you, you have Manjapani who has stepped up in a big-time way. You have Pelche and Zari uh, in the minors who could be ready for somewhat... No, I'm not saying they're going to be Gaudreau and Kachuk. And, oh, well, don't worry about it. You have Jacob Pelche instead of Johnny Gaudreau. I don't even know why we're offering this contract to this young fellow. Um, I'm not... Don't hear what I'm not saying. But you have young players that you can fit in, and Toffoli, in a top-six role, is perfectly suited for for that and can can handle a lot with the the flames <laughs> uh, I did catch the Super Bowl yesterday that halftime show epic absolutely epic I think I have to be separated from it a little bit right now my initial thought second best halftime show of all time next to um next to prince and i think one of the reasons why the prince one wins is because like just the rain sets such a, a a perfect setting especially for a guy whose main song is or one of his main songs is purple rain like it just it the situation wrote itself but from the production value of like the the, the stage rising up and the the house setting that they had for all the guys the surprise of, of 50 cent and the way he came into things was awesome. The memes that are created by, oh, well, this is just 50 Cent with inflation. That's hilarious. All of it, it, it was a perfect halftime show. Mary J. Blige was great. Um, Kendrick was really, really good. Eminem was great. Like, you just, I, I didn't want it to end. And I was there to watch a football game. And I was excited about that football game. And it was a good football game. And I didn't want that game to keep going because I wanted the concert to keep going. So I think that's a, a pretty good sign of a, a good halftime show. Um, a great halftime show. I don't even know what I would put third. J-Lo was pretty good. Or not J-Lo. Uh, Beyonce, sorry. Beyonce was pretty good. Not The weekend though. Or Maroon 5. In the final moments of this uh, yeah, the... <laughs> I, I, I'm going to put this out on the, the podcast a little bit later on today about my, my thoughts on that Super Bowl at the end. I, I thought it was a great game, and I am I am not a blame the refs guy for anything, so I'm not, I'm not listening to any talk about anyone blaming the refs about anything that happened in that game. And maybe this is my Raider fan self uh, looking at the um looking at the the Cincinnati Bengals and maybe a 
colossally blown call that went against the Raiders that I had to hear from Bengals fans say, oh, well, you still had a chance to win. Let it go. Can't blame the rest. And so maybe there's just a little bit of me that's a little bit bitter and might enjoy the fact that they think they got screwed over by the refs, even though, like, for sure, don't rip at a guy's face mask and then score a touchdown you know, the first play of the second half. I just I don't feel any sympathy about any of anything that happened to the, the Cincinnati Bengals in that game. I think the right team won. I think it was a hell of a football game. And I just, I enjoyed it. The, the whole experience was great. I really loved it. Yeah. The, the, the fact that they were able to, to cough all over, like, because the, the game is there for them, right? Like, you, especially at the start of the second half, you get the, you get the touchdown on a gift, no call. And then you get the ball back on a, a kind of a fluky interception in, Pretty good territory, too. Like, plus territory for you to, to go out and try to make a play. And they only settle for... They settle for a field goal there. And I thought that was an opportunity lost. And that they had chances to, to I thought, put the, the Rams away, and they didn't do it. And then, yeah, the costly penalties at the end. Like, it's just... And part of it, like, everyone was talking about... Why not Why not just force the ball to Cooper Cup? That's why you do force the ball to Cooper Cup. Because if nothing else, you force the defense to, to make a play on him. And you are drawing the referee's attention. As much as they're not supposed to be ball watching, a lot of, a lot of times they're just ball watching. And if the penalty happens away from the play, sometimes it doesn't get called. So force their attention on the best receiver in football going up against an eh secondary and kind of shine a light on some of the penalties that might be happening there. So I... I thought it was a great game and a great end to a wild season in the NFL. Yeah, Bruno Mars was good too. Bruno Mars was great. I even think um, Timberlake's not obviously not the one, uh, but the the one that he did solo. I thought he did well on that one too. Great in-depth analysis here. See, this is what you get on my my Twitch stream. Not only are we talking about. Uh, talking about flames trades but we're breaking down halftime shows it was funny going back and looking at old ones like the the first halftime show was three marching bands that played um i think it was like arizona state grambling and the anna high steps high school band so it's interesting how things have changed since the uh, the, the first one back in la Yeah, you can tell, like, a lot of the time, it's just what whatever happens by the ball, the, the referee gets kind of sucked into it. Um, Aaron Donald was, uh, the weekend was last year's Super Bowl halftime. Uh, Aaron Donald was a monster. And that's uh, one of the things we're going to talk about in the podcast a little bit later on today. Um, this was a great spotlight on a player who deserved that spotlight, right? Like, he has been the best defensive player, and honestly, maybe the best player in the NFL um, period. Like, all due respect to Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Aaron Donald is, like, the biggest game-changer in the league. And the fact that two big plays late in the game to seal a championship on your home turf with the world watching, and it's Aaron Donald who comes up as the in, uh, unstoppable force, it, it's just, it's so fitting. And if he does end up retiring, I hope he doesn't, because he is just a joy to watch play football. If he does end up retiring, what a note to go out on. Like, two real plays to, to close the show. Uh, for, for those tuning in late, like, uh, like Deeds Undone 86 in here, um, 
I love this Toffoli trade for the, the Flames to, to kind of reset the conversation that we started with. Um, I think it is a home run move for the Flames. You, you don't give up anything off of your main roster, all due respect to um, the, the hockey stylings of Tyler Pitlick. You don't give up anything off your roster. You have a legitimate difference maker to scoring uh, to your scoring depth. Someone who can create his own shot, someone who has proven he can do it when the games mean the most, which is something this Flames team has certainly been lacking over the last little while. The first round pick is a touch steep, but I think he does have a team-friendly contract. And so I I think this is a home run move, and the, the phrase that we've used quite a bit in here, Deeds, is um, a move that checks a lot of boxes for the Flames. And it, it's been brought up in here. They still have a couple first round, or um, sorry, a couple second round picks that they can use if they want to address this blue line in non-Ben Sherratt ways. And I just, I, I think this is a, a great, 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 great move for, uh, for the Flames. And I, I think Flames fans, any excitement that you're feeling from a Flames fan perspective, you are very, very much allowed to be feeling because this is now a Flames team. I think that they are the third best team in the West and will at least be a problem for Vegas in the, the, the Pacific Division portion or Colorado if there's a wild card situation that, that pops up. That's a scorer's goal right there. That puck is on and off his stick in a hurry. Uh, what did Pitlick bring to the table? I, I I think he was an interesting ad, and it just it didn't never with him. Uh, what does he bring to the table for Montreal? I I, I think he is like purely a, a salary cap move in this. I've I've never like I I just I, I kind of like Pitlick as a player, but then you watch him on a night and night out basis with the Flames, or as as night and night out as as he got to be. Um, but you watch him with the Flames, and it just, it never, it, it, it just didn't seem to fit. And sign when you have a stick that's been so bad, like the Flames was for a lot, and Pitlick couldn't make that impact. So I don't think that Pitlick really provides a whole lot. I think that he is a salary cap move, and I think Montreal, if they, um, if they flip him for like a fifth or something as we approach the deadline, that's probably how he fits into to the Montreal game plan here going forward. Uh, I am only on Twitch right now. Um, I I am not at the point where I have uh, gone to a, a bunch of different um, uh, a bunch of different platforms yet. I kind of just want to really sink my teeth into this one first before we, we start trying to, to grow other live streams. So this is the, the, the exclusive live streaming home of, uh, of the, the, the Primetime Klein brand. <laughs> At whatever that provides. Uh, so yeah, so only only on here that, that I am doing this. But I do want to start doing the, this kind of thing daily. I, I was planning on coming on here anyway. Uh, and then the flames, ba-boom. Um... Oh, what did Seattle? See, I'm... Occupado. Not that it matters. I'm three on the Oilers. I grind it out a little bit. Um... What was the Pitlick ad? Was it a third? He, he, like, has third pick written all over him, right? Like, when you think, oh, for a third. He is at a realm. But no, like, with the Flames, it just, it didn't work with him. I didn't mind him in, in Arizona, but at the same time, a lot less pressure in Arizona than there is in Calgary, and so I, I didn't I didn't think he brought a whole lot. Oh, thank you. Love talking sports with all of you guys as well. 
Toxic is on like every um, every stream that we do. Uh, you're popping up on there, and, and don't think I don't notice it. I appreciate it greatly. Helping me get to that affiliate status. Still haven't figured out how to make the most of that, but I know I have it. Bizarre. For those listening on podcast later, this is going to make a whole lot of sense, but... Um, as much fun as this team has been to play with this game, I, I feel like I definitely need to stay out of the box, because the, the penalty kill has been a bit of a problem for your boy in this game. Um, but I'll ask you guys now. Like, I, again, celebrate this move, enjoy this move, great. What do you want to see the Flames do now? I, I think another quality defenseman is needed. I think I've made it very clear um, that Ben Sherratt is not that. But I, I, I still would like another depth forward and a, a very good defenseman. But is there anything else that I am... I mean, I feel like I've covered a lot of ground. It's not groundbreaking. Oh, yeah, I want two good players to play on a National Hockey League team. Um, but is, is there something that you would like to see the Flames go out and address here with now... Um, almost exactly a month till the uh, till the NHL trade deadline. Oh, a fourth. So you, you give up a fourth, and you end up getting a, a salary cap piece that you can move in a gigantic trade. That isn't a, yeah. Who is available is the question. Um, like if if you want another like top defenseman. Chikrin is the big one, but I, I don't think you have the pieces to go out and get a, uh, a Chikrin. Um, although, like, if you, if you just wanted to just say, fuck it, and just go, uh, <laughs> that would be fun. Um, I, I think that, like, every team in the league would be like, yeah, we take that guy on. In terms of other defensemen that are available, there isn't, there isn't a ton um, out there. I don't believe. For forwards, I've made it clear that the the guys that I wanted were the the, the San Jose guys. Like I, I wanted uh, either Hurdle or Meyer to, to to join the Flames. I I like those guys quite a bit. But I, I think this is the big top six forward move. I, I don't think that like financially, you would then have to move Monahan in that kind of a deal if you were going to to go and get that. And it just I don't think you could make that one work. So I I think it would have to be like a a depth type of a guy. And at this point for the Flames, it definitely has to be a, a rental player. So, to, um, to, to play in that market, I, I don't know if you're getting like a, a real game changer. I would like it if the Flames could. And just trying to think off the top of my head, like who could potentially be available. It's tricky because like... Oh, Sherratt was placed on IR a day ago. Oh, I missed that. Let's see if I can find the um, a, uh, a trade bait board here or something so I can kind of jog the mind with a few pieces. Oh, sorry about that. Um, to be honest, you didn't miss a whole lot. I, I was just kind of just rambling. Um, if, if you're going to miss any part, if you're going to miss any minute, that last minute wasn't a bad one to, to miss there. <laughs> that is also true, yes. That's, um, 
as, as someone who's going the entrepreneurial route with the uh, the, the career now, the, the ads the ads do help out. Um, I kind of the one thing I, I thought because that's it's a fairly new thing on this. Um, I thought I would get any kind of notification when the ads were coming, so I would know when to shut up. Uh, but they just kind of happen, and I didn't, and I don't know when. So <laughs> that's um, I because I, I have the stream going here, and no ads popped up for me on on my end. Now they know I'm me, so I feel like that would be cheap. Um, but I, I'm surprised that I get any kind of like notice or whatever that there's ads playing, so I know that I can kind of like sit out for a little bit. I would have had some water while that was all going on. Yeah, I know. I like I I I can. Um, I, I can set up when it is. A, I forgot. B, I'm not paying attention to how long the stream's been going, so it is my bad. I just thought there would be a little, like, a bloop bloop on a whatever. Um, but, yeah. No, it, it's my bad. Um, I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the sport, and I'm, I'm, um, I know you're not like, no, Peter shouldn't get any money, or anything like that. You're really rude if you were, but, uh, I, I know you're not necessarily, um, you're not at all being anything like that. So, now that the game is over, big win. Big win. Let's see. There's Trade Tracker. Should we got a Trade Bait Board on here? Hmm. <laughs> Little... I don't know if you can't... Oh, there's no way you could see it. Um... Yeah. <laughs> um... I went to the, the TSN Trade Tracker, and... Every team's logo is just the Florida Panthers logo. Like it's still it says CGY and MTL, so and I mean you could figure it out. But it just has the Florida Panthers logo on every team. That's hilarious. That's really funny. Um, it's little things like that that bring you the joy. You know, it's those little, little things that keep you coming through the ads. That's that's the important thing. Um Also it's funny that like the ads just pop up sporadically now and you just have to sit through them. On here, because one of the one of the things I got talked to the most, and one of the things that was focused on so much, and I don't know if it still is. A couple of things have changed since I was. But at 960, the talk was always, "Oh, you need a good tease. Got to keep them through the break. Got to be a good tease. Only way, like you, you could have 20 minutes of just great radio, but if that one minute tease isn't exactly what you want it to be, uh, then then you're not going to keep them, and that's that's going to kill the ratings, going to kill the station, really, and going to going to kill your career." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. Those uh, down with Klein. That, that was actually the exact words they said to me on the uh, on the Zoom call when they let me go. <laughs> I'm kidding. They were actually very nice. A little annoying after, uh, but at the time they were they were very nice about it. God, why is it so hard to see a trade bait board on this thing? I just want you to do the work for me, so I don't have to think. Fine, I'll just run through the standings and see if there's anyone that I like. Yeah, um, Goudreau, or not Goudreau, with themselves, uh, I think is definitely going to help out, for sure. And I, I think it is going to, um, I, I think that's going to be a boost, and I think that's why. So let's just, because it's going to wrap up here in a sec. Um, but l let's just kind of reset and close the conversation here. Um... This is what I think the lines will look like. 
coming out, uh, getting ready for this one. Maybe maybe you sub out Richie and Richardson, but if you are going to look at a place to add another player, huh, that's the spot right there. You can't tell that I'm pointing at it, but I got the cursor on it, so you can kind of figure out. That's that that's where I'm I'm looking at adding a, another quality forward to really rounding out that fourth line. And if that happens to come from this group here in Stockton, then I I have no problem with that if you want to go with some of these kids. I my apologies, I don't know if these are accurate or anything. I just that, that's what the game has them as. Um I think that fourth line is something that needs to be addressed on this Calgary Flames team and I I think you look at blue line like these two guys here have value for sure but I, I I would feel a whole lot better with another just strong defenseman on this team I think if you go out and get Ben Sherratt your top six still looks like this so I think if you can go out and get another uh, another impact defenseman that would help things out quite a bit in terms of other players that you would add like, just looking at the, the bottom of the East standings, Montreal is obviously a fire sale, but you've just got the piece you want from there. Um, unless you can circle back and get, like, Josh Anderson. Um, I, I don't I don't see that happening. You look at the Flyers, a lot of their guys, like, are probably now in a, a bin that the Flames aren't going to be shopping in. If you could go out and get, like, a Giroux. Or, like, I've, I've always loved basically every depth player Philadelphia's had, but I think now, with no first, that might be potentially a, a bridge too far. Klingberg and Dallas would be great. Um, Contract-wise, it might be, like, you'd have to move out NHL players to do that, which is fine. Like, Klingberg is a, a solid defenseman. If you get him, then you, you potentially have a, a puck mover on every pairing, and you feel very comfortable about that. I would like Klingberg quite a bit. Um, for the Flames. Money-wise, I think that would be a, a tricky one to work out. Also, like, Dallas is, what, three points out of a playoff spot right now. I get games played are all over the damn place. They're starting to get caught up a little bit, but they're, like, they're hanging around for a playoff spot. Seattle? <laughs> be funny if you brought back Geo. It'd be weird, and I don't think it would happen, but it would be funny. I would chuckle. We would do another one of these if they if they bring back Mark Giordano. Um, that's for sure. Chicago, I just don't think they have any pieces that you, you really, really want. Like, a lot of the bad teams are bad for a reason, and there isn't the, the depth that you want to get. But either way, not, not focusing on what this team should or shouldn't do or can or can't do, focusing on what they did do, and that was this guy, Tyler DeFoley. That X-Factor under the Flames logo up there, I think, is there for a very good reason. I think he is a game-changer with this Calgary Flames team, and I, I think, like I said before, my main synopsis of this trade is that this Calgary Flames team is now a top-three team in the Western Conference and is going to be a problem for whoever they face in the playoffs. And that, that's not just a, oh, it's going to be a tough out. Like, this is this is now a Flames team that is set up to win rounds in the playoffs and should win at least a round in the playoffs. And then we'll see. Like, as it stacks up right now, you would get Vegas in the second round. At least this team is set up to make Vegas work for it. I think to fully adds like on this line there isn't really a playmaker but he is someone who can create his own opportunities pretty well certainly better than Monaghan can which has been an issue for Monaghan all season but Toffoli is someone who can create for himself and that gives you three very good lines that teams are going to have to deal with he also has familiarity with Daryl Sutter's brand of coaching he's familiar with Milan Lucic 
as you guys have talked about, he's familiar with Sean Monahan from his junior days, and he is someone who has performed when the games mean the most. So for Flames fans, get excited because this is this is a, a great, great, great day for um, for the the Flames. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for this Twitch stream. Thank you guys so much for uh, chatting. I'm going to try to do this kind of thing every day. If Couch Potato Terry comes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so check me out there. And if you have any uh, any more... Th oh, sorry. I, I want to wrap up. I don't want to leave chats unchatted. Uh, Justin Hall, he's okay. Um, I, I, I wouldn't mind him in this spot for the Flames, but yeah, he'd be all right. And... Uh, JT Miller. It sounds like he's on the block, but Vancouver keeps winning. So I, I don't see Vancouver making that move. I, I think that they're I think they're gonna stay close enough in the playoff race that they're gonna wanna keep JT Miller around. Uh, Alright, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for chatting and for hanging out today, and I will talk to y'all later. Uh okay. So there we go. Uh, hopefully that the, uh, the the video game noise in the background wasn't too distracting for you. Um, my bad. But anyway, that is the show coming up uh, a little bit later on today. I'm on Twitch every day now. Uh, we got the affiliate status, so really wanted to start doing that. So find me, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. Uh, and this is coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a locally owned commercial and residential cleaning company who specializes in commercial cleaning from shared workspaces in commercial buildings to medical clinics, retail stores, production facilities, and high-rise building maintenance. Check them out at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Another podcast coming up tomorrow and more Twitch content coming up this week. I will talk to you all later. I'm out.